0: This time of year, there's a lot more mail. There's also a lot more opportunities and incentives for people to commit fraud and steal mail and packages.
1: Introducing the Protectors, inside criminal minds from around the world. Presented by the IAFCI, leaders in safeguarding consumers from fraud and scams for more than 50 years. And now your hosts, International President Mark Solomon and Chairman of the Board Michael Carroll.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Mike Carroll, International Chairman of the International Association of Financial Crimes Investigators. I am with Mark Solomon, our international president. Mark, how you doing today?
3: Ho, 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 Mikey. It's uh, Christmas time and holiday season, so I want to welcome all our listeners once again to the Protectors Podcast. So, Mike,
2: I'm feeling very festive uh, right now. Nice. You know, Mark, I'm a little festive too about the International Association of Financial Crime Investigators. We have over 7,000 members. We're about 7,100. Yeah, we're that That is awesome. I think that's the most we've ever had. We're
3: growing strong and, you know, uh, getting more people into this family and organization, which is great. You know, we are made up of private and public sector law enforcement, not only here in the United States, but globally. You know, we know that fighting fraud together is the way to win
2: this fight. And one of the reasons uh, for the IFCI is we provide great training and education to our members, but we also do the same to the public. And that's one of the reasons we have the IFCI Presents the Protectors podcast. Our goal is to provide the best training and education to the public also. And Mark, I'm excited about today's guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Uh, my pleasure. This person is the voice of the
3: U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Now, I know he's not the chief, so we, we got to give credit to Gary Barksdale, our friend and and supporter of the IFCI, but we have the voice of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service here. He is the National Public Information Officer. He joined the U.S. Postal Inspection Service in 2015, and he's also an attorney admitted to practice law in the state of Maryland, and I want to Welcome to the show, Michael Martel.
0: Hello, everybody. Hi, Mark. Mike, thanks for having me. Hey, Michael,
2: thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Hey, I got to ask you a question. How did you, myself personally, 29 years with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, uh, I retired and had an opportunity to come back as a contractor analyst, and I love it. And, uh, being with the Inspection Service since 2015, let me ask you, how did you become a postal inspector? Was that something you always wanted to do or getting into law enforcement, that's something you wanted to do as, as you were growing up?
0: So, great question. Um, I think it's one of the the biggest things I want to change as, as a National Public Information Officer. I want to get the agency itself into all the homes across America. I want everybody to know who a postal inspector is and what we do. To answer the question, I had no idea what a postal inspector was until I met a postal inspector in law school and told me about all the great work the agency does. And soon enough, I was hooked. That's what I wanted to do.
2: Nice. You know, I've always said myself personally, I've been really lucky to belong to two great organizations, the U.S. Postal Inspection Service and the IFCI. So I hear what you're saying.
0: So before I, I came up to headquarters and became the National Public Information Officer, when I was in the field, as I was a member as well. Uh, that's oh, awesome. Nice. awesome.
3: So Mike, I, I want to follow up too, and, and our listeners know Mike and I are both uh, retired law enforcement. I did 26 years here in Connecticut. And I had the unique pleasure of being a task force officer with the U.S. Secret Service and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service in Connecticut. And I could tell you what an incredible organization the USPIS is. You may not get in all the fame and the glory of the three-letter federal agencies, but man, you guys do such a phenomenal job. You're inspectors, and you have your hands in everything. People don't realize how many crimes touch the mail. And I was wondering, you know, as we're coming up in the holiday season here, what are some of the things that you at the U.S. Postal Inspection Service are focusing on?
0: Sure. So this time of year, there's a lot more mail. People are in a giving mood. There's also a lot more opportunities and incentives for people to commit fraud and steal mail and packages. For example, people are also more likely to mail checks as gifts or for charities. This raises the risk that people will send money to a fraudulent charity or a fraudulent cause. This type of scam is just the tip of the iceberg, though.
2: Yeah. Hey, Michael, I want to ask you, too, you know, a lot of... uh Around the holidays, people are ordering merchandise uh, packages online and having it delivered during the holidays. What would you think the biggest challenge for the inspection service uh, that they would face in cutting mail theft and scams?
0: So I think the biggest challenge is we can't be everywhere all at once. And the best thing that I can say everybody listening can do is take a few simple steps to protect your own mail from being stolen. And there's a lot of different ways we can do that. So, uh,
3: Michael, can you give us some tips for people that are ordering stuff online or or having packages delivered uh, to their house or their businesses?
0: Absolutely. Here's just a couple. I know I'll be ordering stuff coming up here in the next coming days, so here are some tips everybody can use to help postal inspectors keep your mail safe. Don't let incoming or outgoing mail sit in your mailbox. If you can't pick up your mail or packages, ask someone you trust, like a neighbor maybe, or a family friend to pick up and hold your mail for you. Or you can contact your local post office and put a hold on your mail delivery, especially if you're going out of town for the holidays, that's key. If you have a home security system, make sure that those cameras capture the activity at your front door and possibly your mailbox. For your outgoing mail, all those holiday cards, gifts, things like that, deposit outgoing mail inside your local post office or at your place of business or by handing it to a letter carrier. You can also sign up for informed delivery and get a daily digest email to preview your mail and packages scheduled to delivery soon.
2: And hey, Michael, I agree with that, with that informed delivery every morning at around 8.30. I'll get an e- email from u s Postal Service about all the mail I'm gonna receive that day, including any packages. I think that's a great tool that the u s Postal Service came up with absolutely. And can I ask you just for our listeners, you know with the increase in online shopping and packages, the person that's out there stealing these packages on occasion, they came up with a a, a title for them that we didn't have about ten years ago porch pirates <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, You mentioned that, you know, you got a package coming. Don't leave it on your porch, you know, all day and all night. You know, as soon as it's delivered, either you pick it up or maybe you can get a neighbor, right? Have your neighbor help you out and take that package, take it home for you. But just don't leave it sitting on your porch, you know, easy for a porch pirate to steal.
0: Yes. You know, that box on your porch could be, you know, an electronic device. It could also be, you know, Fido's dog food. So don't leave your packages out on your porch. It creates that opportunity for these porch pirates to swoop in and uh, create some holiday havoc in your house.
2: Yeah, or it could be a a box of rocks that uh, Mark probably getting this year for (laughs) for
0: Christmas. I heard from the big man, he was getting a a big old sock full of coal.
3: (laughs) That sounds right for me if you ask my wife and family. So, (laughs) hey Mike, uh, just to hone in on this point about porch pirates, I was looking through the news the other day, November 14th, Montgomery County, Texas, The local police department got multiple calls around 6.30 p.m. about uh, somebody stealing packages off the the porch. And what I love about this is the neighbors called the police. They called, you know, police called postal inspectors. They wound up uh, looking at surveillance, got a video of the license plate find it at a gas station nearby, they uh, interview him, he consents to a search, and they find over 100 identifying documents and multiple packages and mailings inside the car. So, you know, what can our communities do to be vigilant and report suspicious activity?
0: So, in general, people should watch out for each other in their neighborhoods and on local social media groups. This spreads awareness and information about what's going on in your neighborhood in real time. So when that suspicious vehicle is spotted a few blocks away, you know to call 911 when it hits your street. And if you do see a suspicious vehicle or a suspicious person around a mail receptacle or following your letter carrier, call 911 first and then report it to postal inspectors at 877-876-2455.
2: And we'll put that phone number in our show notes. Yeah. So, Mike, um, I wanted to ask you, um,
3: technology, you know, it's neutral. It's not good. It's not bad. It's uh, whose hands it's in. What are some of the technology things that maybe the U.S. Postal Inspection is deploying to um, prevent theft of, of the mail?
0: So we're always looking for the latest and greatest tools to help us in our fight against mail thieves. We've been fighting mail theft for over 200 years now, right? Inspection service was founded August 7th, 1775. Currently, some of those high-tech things are advanced analytics and data sets that we can pull from the postal service to help really solve the big picture. Not get a guy that steals one letter, get the guy who's orchestrating a large criminal enterprise and put that person behind bars, those really impactful, large cases that take down an entire criminal organization.
2: Hey, Michael, can I ask you about Project Safe Delivery? Seems to be a game changer in the fight against postal crimes. Can you share any success stories or statistics that highlight its impact since it was uh, launched?
0: Sure. So first, if I can, I'll provide a little bit of background about why Project Safe Delivery, why the initiative was launched back in May, and we'll kind of go over our wins from there. So over the past few years, uh, we've seen an increase in robberies of postal service letter carriers, specifically for postal keys. Postal keys that carriers use to access mail receptacles. Individuals are stealing these keys to access mail and commit related financial fraud or they might sell the key to somebody that goes on to commit that financial fraud. This is alarming. It's dangerous for our letter carriers. And, you know, as Michael tell you as a retired inspector, there is no greater mission for a postal inspector than the safety and security of postal service employees and the mail stream. Absolutely. So to reverse this trend, the postal service and the inspection service jointly launched an expanded project safe delivery back in May. That consisted of a holistic approach to solving a lot of these postal-related crimes, including these attacks, these robberies on our letter carriers, mail theft, and counterfeit postage, among other things. It also increased monetary rewards for committing one of these crimes. So, for example, the inspection service will offer up to a $250,000 reward for people who are willing to give up information leading to the arrest and conviction of those who assault postal service employees for a robbery of a postal service letter carrier that increase has gone from a fifty thousand dollar reward to a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of those who rob a postal service letter carrier overall rewards offered for six separate crime categories have increased between two and ten times so That's a substantial increase, and we're already seeing a substantial return on that change as well. Yeah, Michael,
2: too, for our listeners to know, this key, postal key that you're talking about, if somebody other than a postal employee is in possession of this key, it's a federal violation. It's up to 10 years in federal prison. Even if it's a counterfeit postal key, that's still a federal violation up to 10 years in federal prison. And the other thing, Michael, I wanted to mention, too, is a lot of these checks that are stolen are altered and made payable to somebody who has an existing account. And the public needs to know if somebody approaches you or online and says, hey, can you do me a favor and cash this check? That person is responsible for that deposit of that check. You have to beware. Don't accept a check from somebody you don't know or where they made the offer is too good to be true, where you're going to get to keep 10%. Do not get involved in that. Do not accept a check from anybody
0: you don't know. Absolutely. And in addition to that, the other half of that coin is if someone offers to buy your debit card and tells you to report it stolen in a few days, that's another way that these crooks will deposit checks into your account, draw out the money, and then you get left with the bag and guess who's an accessory to a crime at that point in time. Yep.
3: Michael, you're right, and there's also a federal offense for for bank fraud. So, you know, you you accept that check and you deposit it, you could be potentially looking at a federal violation of law. And I want to go back to this uh, with the robberies and the keys. I was looking again, you know, in the news. In just seven days in Florida, there were two major arrests involving arrow keys and the Postal Inspection Service and OIG. The first one is um, they had an armed robbery back in May. Three 19-year-olds had committed the armed robbery. Uh, postal Inspection Service solved that case, arrested all three of these individuals, and they're being held without bail. Uh, no bail. They're they're in jail waiting a federal trial. And like I said, they're going to be looking at serious time. The other one, same town, is you guys, along with the postal OIG, wound up arresting a dirty mail carrier, Who offered to sell uh, one of these keys for $10,000? But what I loved is the postal inspection and OIG, what they did is they inserted an undercover officer to make that deal, and then he got arrested. So this guy's losing his job, he's facing a federal charge, you know people have to realize, you know, you guys are not playing, you know, you commit a federal offense, you rob a postal employee, you are a dirty postal employee, you're going to wind up, you know, doing time.
0: Yes. And, you know, I don't have to tell Mike that we are, postal inspectors are the best at what we do. We are great investigators. We will see an investigation through from beginning to end. We will stop at nothing, especially in cases like these armed robberies. As mentioned, employee safety is the top priority. This is priority one, our employee safety. You commit an armed robbery of one of our letter carriers, we will put a substantial bounty on your head, a substantial reward on your head, and we will be unrelenting and we will bring you to justice and you will face significant federal time.
2: Mike, well, I got to give a kudos to the inspection service. Even though, even though I was an inspector for uh, 29 years, the new inspectors that are coming in are sharp, very smart. My old days, I talked about carbon paper, you know, but coming in and they know about cryptocurrency, they know about all the current scams and frauds and how to investigate. So, I'm very happy with what the inspection service and all the new inspectors that are coming in. How sharp they are! You know, I want to ask you too, trying to stay ahead of the scammers. There's one out there. That I've been seeing a lot. If you could give us some advice to our listeners, everybody's getting that email saying that they have a package waiting. Have you heard about that one? You know, then I think they want to take you to kind of to another site where they want to get your PII, your personal identified information. What can somebody do if they get this email or if they fall for it? What should
0: they do? So this is called phishing. That's the email version, and the text message version is called smishing with an S. Um, of course, those are all ways postal customers, which is the American people, are sent links, typically to malicious websites, where you can become the victim of theft or fraud or have uh, malware put onto your computer or your phone or something similar. The biggest tips I can offer all the listeners is if you haven't signed up for text alerts from the postal service, then the postal service will not be texting you. Some fraudsters will text people to ask for a fee before their unclaimed package can be delivered. This is happening across the country, as you know. The Postal Service will not call you about an unclaimed package either. If you get a piece of mail or email claiming to be from the Postal Service, check the return address or the return email address carefully to see if it's legitimate. Also, you can pay attention to the language and the message. Something casually written is likely not to be from the Postal Service. If you receive a text or email you think is a scam, just delete it. Do not click on any links. Do not respond. Criminals use these scams to steal details about your identity and your bank account, or, as mentioned, to put malicious software or malware on your phone or computer.
3: Mike, awesome tips for everyone there and our listeners, and, and we're going to put those on the show notes, uh, make sure they understand all of that, and, and those, those are some great tips. I have one question. You talked about going out of town and having your mail held at the post office. I've been trying to get Mike to see if they could hold my bills that I need to pay and send everything <laughs> else. Is there a way to do that at
0: all? Or I, I don't think they offer that service.
3: All right. Well, let's. Uh, I'm going to have you work on that, Michael, if you can. Talk to the chief and see if we could just stop sending me bills. And I'll take all the advertisements, magazines, whatever, but the bills I could do without. Um, <laughs> it, it, hey, Mark, wait a minute. They're, they're not going to do
2: that for you. I mean, you told why? me the story last year where you gave the carrier a $100 tip, but then you asked for $99 back. I'll oh, not going to do that for you.
3: You know, it, it was the thought. I mean, I still gave him some money. Uh, you know what? That's a nice a thing to do also. You know, you could always uh, give your mail carrier. You know, they're in there in the, the sun, the rain, the snow, bad weather. You know, you get your mail. So make sure around the holidays you take care of your, your carrier and show your appreciation. So, Mike, I wanted to ask you uh, one other question, too, here. Is um, we talked about these blue bins. And, and you mentioned the word fishing, which is, uh, I think you meant pH... I-S-H-I-N-G. But there are some fraudsters that are doing kind of a old-school fishing uh, with the blue bins. Could you explain what that is? And that's probably why it's important, you said earlier, not to leave your mail, outgoing mail, in these blue bins overnight or uh, long weekends. Sure.
0: Well, I don't want to give a how-to guide to anybody out there. That's true. Uh, what that's I will true. Say, <laughs> what, what I will say is it's a method that mail thieves use to insert a device down into a blue collection box and pull mail out to commit financial frauds, typically. Um, Understand that as part of Project Safe Delivery, since it's launched in May, the Postal Service has upgraded over 10,000 blue collection boxes nationwide with advanced security features to combat a variety of threats, including this type of phishing.
2: You're right, Michael. That, that's big here in the Chicago area. We're changing the locks and all the blue boxes, and uh, it's really cut down on uh, on mail theft. So that's that's a good thing that's going on right now. Hey, before we let you go, I just got to ask you, you know, you talk about safety. I got a quick story. Um, not only, you know, for our letter carriers, to watch out if somebody's following them or somebody's around their truck. But I got to mention that, you know, if somebody has a dog or an animal, they got to keep it tied up. You know, when the carrier delivers, because, um, you know, I was a, a letter carrier. And after nine, uh, 90 days of probation, they gave me my uh, postal uniform. And I went home upstairs, put my uniform on, came out of my bedroom, and my dog attacked me. So you gotta, it's gotta be the uniform. So you gotta be careful. You know, if you see the mailman coming to your house, keep the dog locked up because I almost got bitten by my own dog after I put my uniform on. So that was my tip of the day. It's a great tip.
0: And for all your listeners, you know, your letter (laughs) carriers are part of your community. They're delivering those important items for you on a daily basis, rain or sleet or snow. Uh, Look out for them. If you see someone following them, call 911. If you have a dog, put it back, put it away. Look out for one another. Look out for your letter carriers.
2: Hey, Michael, you're right. Uh, They are part of the community. My uh, sister is a letter carrier, 25 years, retired. They had over 300 people attend his retirement party because he
0: was a part of the community. You're right. Wow, they're they're really unsung heroes across the country on a daily basis.
3: They are. And, Michael, I want to give a salute out to our carriers and all, all the employees of the Postal Service. You know, we're so dependent on getting mailings, and, and whether it's bills, new credit cards being delivered, uh, gifts uh, on special occasions, you know, uh, medications, anything. I mean, thank you for what all of you do and serve the community uh, with distinction. And let me tell you, any, any criminals that think they're going to go and rob a postal employee. Well, you're going to have the Postal Inspection Service right on your tail. And again, we don't tolerate that in our communities. You know, Uh, these people are working hard. They have families and uh, you're not going to commit this crime and get away with it. So I could tell you that much. Hey, talking about didn't get the message the first time. uh, Mike, this is actually in your neck of the woods in Chicago. There was a a gentleman by the name of Gustavo Beleza. He's a Chicago resident. He got arrested twice in one month, so I guess he didn't get the message the first time. He was doing burglaries, I guess, Mike, and mail theft around Lincoln Park. He gets arrested. Uh, He had uh, like 65 bank cards of names of other individuals that were stolen from the mail. Well, he uh, didn't learn his lesson because he got out Two weeks later, winds up, right, Mike getting arrested again, more burglaries and 10 more bank cards. Uh, you know, what's
2: up with this guy? He, I guess he's
3: not getting the message, but I think he got it the second time, right?
2: Right. I don't think he learned his lesson. You know, like you said, Mark, he's out stealing and then gets arrested, gets out on bond, and uh, back out stealing again at the same location. You know, Jeez. And uh, he was arrested by uh, postal inspectors out of our Chicago mm-hmm. division and uh, Chicago Police Department, arrested him a second time. And, you know, One of my duties with the inspection service now is as, as an analyst is to follow up on uh, these individuals that get arrested. He, like you said, Mark, he had about 60 credit cards on him. so one of the things we do is follow the money, see where the cards yeah. were used, see if we get the fraud charges, get the fraud losses, and then share that with a prosecutor, and uh, hopefully they get more time because of the dollar loss. All I got to say is we're past Thanksgiving, but this guy's a real turkey, and you talk about getting coal in your stock, and this guy's getting it, not me. I'll tell you that. And this guy, too, Mark, he was a guy with a little pry bar. He was getting into the buildings and then prying open the mailboxes wow. and uh, if you got a, a, a you know apartment building, if you're a building manager or something, get a get a like a, a door guard where well, you can't pry that lock open. that'll stop them from getting in your building.: All right.
3: So, Michael, uh, any last tips for our consumers, especially around the holidays? Listen, fraud goes on 365 days a year. But, you know, like I said, this time of season, a lot of people are mailing stuff. There's gift cards. There's cash, checks going out. Any final tips for our listeners that they could avoid becoming a victim of mail theft?
0: Absolutely. Well, you mentioned cash. I wouldn't recommend mailing cash ever. Um, Another thing, as you mentioned, this is also the season of giving. So there's a lot of charitable donations going out there as well, and a lot of solicitations for charities. How do you know which one is right? How do you know which one is fraudulent? That's a great question. I would encourage everybody before donating to charities to make sure you do a little research on the charity. There are some great resources to ensure the charity you're donating to is legitimate and that the dollars you're donating, reach the people that they're intended for.
3: Excellent advice. That That is a perfect way, I think, to to end this uh, podcast episode. But man, I'll tell you what, I really liked having the voice of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service on here. He, he gives great messages. You know, everybody could understand this is a great episode, and we really appreciate you coming on. Mike, I'm going to let you wrap it up. Uh, USPIS to USPIS. <laughs>
2: No, again, thank you, Michael. Uh, I was glad to have you on today. You, know, you do such a great job for the inspection service, getting the word out of all the great things that the Postal Inspection Service does. And you were right on talking about we all need to work together, the, our communities and law enforcement. We need to work together to protect each other and protect the U.S. mail. So we thank our listeners that do that to keep an eye on their letter carrier. And we thank you, Michael, for every, all the great things you do for the U.S. Postal Inspection Service.
0: Mark, Mike, it's been great. Thank you for having me on.
2: All right. And then see what you could
3: do about getting uh, those bills taken care of for me where they don't get delivered. Uh, (laughs) If you could follow up on that. Uh, If you do that, we're definitely going to have you on for at least two or three more podcasts. (laughs) But thanks, Mike. And uh, Mike, hey, you know what? It's a holiday season. We want everybody to have fun. But be educated and be on guard. You know, we don't want you paranoid. We just want you to be watchful, okay, because we want you to be safe and fraud-free. So, hey, Mike, where can other people listen to us if
2: they want to hear our podcast? Mark, if they want to listen to the award winning podcast, they could go to Apple or Google Podcasts or Spotify. But wherever you listen to a podcast, you'll find us there. IFCI presents the Protectors Podcast. We are there. We want you to listen. We do these podcasts bi weekly, and Mark and I really enjoy doing them. And we have such great listeners. We hope you continue to listen to our podcast. Everyone we do, Mark, am I right? Everyone seems to get better and better. And we bring on all the great guests. Um, like today with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, another great podcast. I agree. And you know what? It's all about our listeners. That's what it is. We
3: want to protect you. We want to wish you the best holiday season that you can. We want you to be fraud-free, crime-free. Keep listening. Keep spreading the word. And you know what? With that, I'm going to say happy holidays. I'm Mark Solomon. I'm
2: signing off from Connecticut. And this is Mike Carroll from Chicago wishing you a happy holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. And we'll see you on the next
1: podcast. So be careful and stay safe. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Remember, as you join the fight to protect our citizens, you're not alone. With more than 6,500 members from around the world, the men and women of the IAFCI are standing together with you. To learn more or to join the IAFCI, please visit our website at www.iafci.org. The Protectors Podcast is produced by Modified Media and is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. The hosts and guests' opinions are their own and do not reflect those of management, employers or sponsors. Listeners are encouraged to contact law enforcement if they suspect being a victim of a crime.